into the contest. It's Thursday the 23rd of December. Welcome to Afternoon Sports. Shad Wicker here filling in for Tim Gilbert, who is uh, following his dream to be a part of RuPaul's Drag Race, and we really are proud of him. <laughs> And we cannot support him any, anymore. But I'm also joined by Shane Lee, as always. How are you doing, Shano? I'm doing very well, Shad. I'm about to jump on uh, a plane today to go to Melbourne for Christmas. And um, it's my first plane flight, I reckon, in two years, mate. So Ooh. Getting, getting a little bit nervous here. You know? How are you feeling? Are you, are you kind of like, it's, it's a different thing now. You've got your mask, you're going to have to sit down there, you know. Yep. The worst thing you do on a flight now is sneeze. <laughs> exactly right. We what, what people say you used to uh, sneeze to hide a fart, and now you fart to hide a sneeze. But uh, <laughs> things have changed. But uh, no, I'm travelling with my wife and three kids, so um, yeah. It, let's just say it won't be relaxing. It won't. No, I can't imagine it would be, mate. <laughs> uh, good luck. I mean, I'm, I'm travelling down to Sydney um, in the car, though. It's like it's weird, though, because it kind of it was seeming like the travel wasn't even going to be an issue, and now with everything's going on, you're a bit like, yeah. oh, God, am I ever going to come back? Oh, I think you'll be fine, mate. I think. Uh, I think common sense will prevail, mate. And I think uh, whilst there are numbers going up, I think uh, I think we'll be fine, mate. Mm, fingers crossed, mate. Fingers yes. crossed. Um, we actually have a charity auction on as well. If you're looking to get some gifts last minute, of course, it's uh, running for the Cooper Rice Braiding Foundation. Uh, some amazing things on there you can buy with the auction, including a golf day with Benji Marshall. Mm. Uh, there you go. That, that might be one thing you'll be able to beat him at. I don't know how handy Marshall is uh, with a club. But uh, find out more at afternoonsport.com uh, slash auction. Today on the show, lots of cover. Obviously, we got the uh, Ashes not too far away. We're going to cover some of that. Bit of a change-up with the tennis as well that we'll look into. And then last night's big boxing battle where, I mean, he did win. But at least we got to see him get punched in the face a few times. We'll get into that soon. <laughs> Now, there's nothing like a healthy head of hair. Shane, when I first met you, those blonde flowing locks, well, they had a life of their own. Yes, Timmy. As they say, look after your hair and everything else will take care of itself. Now, I've got something for you too, Timmy, even with that silver fox look. It's called Main Hair Care. Oh, Main Hair Care. I know it. I absolutely love it. Yes, mate. Specialised men's hair care, targeting scalp conditions to stimulate scalp and over time improve growth. Oh, it's a fantastic product. It really is. I also note that it's all Australian, fully organic ingredients, Shane. Yep. Not only will you look good, but the scent is just wonderful. Main Hair Care. I'm going to get it on today. And that's spelled M-A-N-E, mainhaircare.com. All right, Shano, let's kick it off uh, as we have been all this week, and it's hard not to, the summer of cricket. Uh, Ashes Glory could give Langer the perfect chance to go out on top this week. Yeah, look, uh, potentially, but uh, I don't think Justin Langer has said he's going to go anywhere just yet. I think, um, look, he's been successful as a coach. They won in England, uh, the Ashes over there uh, a couple of years ago now, and uh, the T20 World Cup victory uh, put put. On top of that, a home Ashes series, if they can win 5-0, that would look fantastic. But, you know, I just don't think – I think Justin might try and go, go around for another couple of years just yet. But uh, who knows? But uh, he's definitely on top of the world from a coaching perspective right now. Look, not to – like, excuse my ignorance, mm. but how much is a cricket coach actually doing? It does a lot. No, it, it, it does do a lot, and particularly because he has to coach all three formats of the game, uh, test cricket, 50-over cricket, and T20. It's mm. a big, big job, and you're pretty much you're away from home about 300 days of the year, so it's a big sacrifice. But, uh, 
So what happened when you were playing? Like the like one of the who coached you while you were playing? I, I was first coached by Bob Simpson, who was a real taskmaster. Um, and then we had Jeff Marsh, who he pretty much just put the cones out. <laughs> it was for the guys to run around. Yeah, exactly. Because that's what I imagine it is. It's like, all right, guys, I'm the new coach. Anyway, in the sheds, you know what you're doing. Just get in those nets, hit it around a few times. We'll see you out there. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, it comes down to the, the combination between the the captain and the coach. And uh, Bob right. Simpson was a very very strong coach. Um, and Alan Border was sort of when he was sort of starting out needed really good support then you had Mark Taylor and Steve Waugh who just needed some guy to put the cones out and Jeff Marsh did that really really well <laughs> um, so it's a combination and I think with Pat Cummins being a young leader um, a strong coach like Langer although he's been told to get back in his box a bit prior to this series <laughs> um, is, is a really good foil for him so uh, anyway but we'll see how Justin goes after this series well we'll keep on the series uh, the Aussies mm. and England are both going to face a few selection dilemmas in the lead up to Boxing Day yeah well, the Aussies will staff um, tweaked his back batting um, a stiff back so they might give him a rest and they've sort of been saying that the biggest mistake they made against India last uh, last year was that they didn't rotate their bowlers um, Hazelwood will, will sit out for another game, I reckon, with that side strain. Cummins will come back in for Nessa. Uh, and you'll see Jai Richardson. And we mentioned yesterday, I think Scott Boland mm. will make his test debut. He'll be the second male Indigenous player in 144 years to play test cricket, which will be very, very exciting. Wow. And his numbers this year at the MCG are fantastic. He's taken 15 wickets at 10. So he, wow. it stacks up really well. So I think you'll make, see him make his debut. The Poms will bring back in Mark Wood for a bit of pace. They'll get rid of Wokes. Um, but they need two more opening batsmen, the Englishmen. So they got they got a lot of soul searching to do. Well, let's uh, let's stick on batter, um, batsmen mm. as well because uh, Manus seems to be uh, putting himself into almost Hall of Fame level batting. Yeah, and uh, once you get compared to Bradman, it's a bit of it's a bit of a curse, <laughs> I think. But look, Manus is averaging sixty two after twenty Test matches, which is very very good. Bradman, of course, averaged ninety nine point nine four. Um, but batting at number three, he's averaging 72, which is amazing. And and any good team that I've ever played in the past, they generally have a good number three. Um, we had that with David Boone. We had that with Ricky Ponting. Um, and Bradman batted three. So you can really build your team around that. But uh, they've been saying that Marnus has been caught 12 times um, in his uh, 20 test matches, but he's been actually dropped 14. So he's had a little oh, bit of wow. luck too, but he's batted a hell, hell of a lot of time and you make your own luck. So uh, good on him. Yeah, there you go. Well, uh, mm. let's let's move on from the cricket to the other big summer sport. It is, of course, tennis. This one's an interesting story to me, um, how quickly the Australian Open is already starting to bend their rules to help get some of these players and staff in. A small percentage of Australian Open players and staff will get medical exemptions. Yeah, they were saying only two weeks ago that no one will be exempt, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> times have changed. Look, Craig Tilley's come out, he's a tournament director, and said that look, he's hoping that Rafael Nadal will be fit. He has said, I haven't spoken to him, but he contracted uh, COVID around 17, 18 December, so he's got two weeks. That'll still give him two weeks to prepare. I think mm. he's really, really hoping because a lot of stars have pulled out of this uh, tournament and they lose Rafa. That's a big, big name. Yeah, and I think also they're uh, bending the rules a bit because they know they want they want Novak. Um, that's right, yeah. And we know what his stance is on the whole Vax situation and that's causing an issue to get him in here. So no surprise to me that they're going to start bending the rules. I just was amazed how quickly that that happened. Exactly right, Novak. <laughs> uh, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back to chat more about last night's boxing where Shane's favourite man in the entire world has got a picture of him up on yeah. his wall. He's a giant fan. Paul Gallen copped a few but managed to come out on top.
Well, uh, last night we had another one of, uh, well, would you say a great night of boxing? I don't know if you can do it. I don't know if you can say that, but we had a night of boxing. It was like number 22, <laughs> your fish and chips already. He was like, <laughs> watching this. Look, Paul Gallen, um, he, he, he was all over uh, Darcy Lustig. Um, Lustig's actually started well, but you could tell that uh, Gallen was so much fitter and stronger, and Gallen just started using the, his body punches, body blows, and uh, ended up winning on a technical knockout. But was it great boxing to watch? Not really. Um, Paul Gallen, once again, takes the purse. Mm. Uh, so he'll be really, really happy with that. But some of the undercard fights that were the most interesting, I thought. Yeah, um, NRL star Freddie Lussick. This is what baffles me. Is uh, mm. this He signed with the Roosters. I can't believe the Roosters let an up-and-coming young player mm. jump into the boxing ring. And what, what I saw here was he was hit 89 times <laughs> to the head. Jesus. You've got to be sitting there in player development at the Roosters being like, oh, my God, someone yeah. put it in. They'll throw the towel in just to try and serve. 20 years old and 89 hits to the head, and then you're about to start playing NRL. I mean, that is, oof. Knowing, knowing the Roosters, they'll, they'll be negotiating his contract tomorrow after 89 <laughs> blows to the melon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's, it's crazy, isn't it? Like, if you look at uh, the AFL, they're bringing in, if you touch anyone in the head at all, um, you get suspended for next season. So they're really, really looking at the whole concussion thing. Mm. But 89 blows, that's a bit too much. That can't be good for your melon, can it? Mate, it equated to one punch in the head every six seconds. Jesus. How does that not have a towel thrown in? Like, yeah. that is just insane. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it even had people calling that the fight should have been called off earlier. So he's one of the quotes from the commentators. He didn't need, the, he didn't need to take 300 punches for us to know he was done already. Thanks for the scoop, mate, yeah. <laughs> I love that so much. Anyway, that is the only amount of, bo- of boxing you're going to really get mm. in Australia. We're limited to just NRL players fighting each other. This is what happened when you banned the biff. You see what I mean? We did it. We, we took it off the field, and they've just started a new boxing arm. Well, it used to happen in the nightclub, didn't it? So at least they're getting paid for it now, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> um, one last thing from the boxing: Joey unloaded on a huge rant that involved something to do with John Hopewadi. I don't know what was this all about. He went on to some rant saying you blokes can go f yourselves, and now you all your doubters. You said. Just because I look big up top doesn't mean I can't go four rounds. You go to F yourself. Right. Like, well, come on, mate, just relax. Okay? Lay Lua, yeah. I've got to say, I mean, how to how to ruin your NRL career in four sentences seems to be his. Mm. Like every year, he seems to stuff up any opportunity of staying with a with a footy uh, club. And I can't imagine that what he did last night's going to help at all. He's just so angry, isn't he? <laughs> and his brother is completely different. Yeah, well. like it's in, it's insane how different those two players are. We'll stick with NRL because uh, this is some great news. Because I was getting very worried yes. as uh, the inaugural, the first ever Dolphins fan. Um, <laughs> two two decent signings, I guess, with Kafusi and Stone. But uh, mm-hmm. finally, a name that I can get kind of excited about: Jermaine Asako has been signed by the Dolphins. Yeah, and he's a try-scoring machine, this guy, and um, they've nicked him from the Broncos, so they'd be very, very happy with that on a three-year deal. So at least you might have some points on the board. Now, that that is a very, very good signing for them. I think it is. I think it's great signing. Yep. He's, only, he's only, what, 25 years old, mid-20s. It's, yep. a, it's a youthful move. It puts a little bit of fire in the rivalry. And to be honest... It, it would, might even be, I know it's not like a gigantic, oh, it's a monster and everyone will want to come and play or whatever, but you watch, I think there'll be a couple of other young players through yeah. the Broncos system that'll see him come across and be like, maybe that's where we should go. And you can tell they're nervous about it because immediately after that, the Broncos extended about four-week junior players' contracts. Yeah, well, there you go. And um, But I think the 
the real benefit to go and play under Wayne Bennett, uh, if you're yeah. a young guy, can really mentor and put you in a really good state of mind, I think, for, for a long career. That's what he does. Very much so. Um, we'll move uh, from the NRL to the NBA uh, over in the US. Now, LeBron James is always a story. Anything that the guy does, mm-hmm. always a big story. And uh, trade rumors like moving around again about LeBron. You wouldn't think it would happen because he is with the great Los Angeles Lakers. But a potential return to the Cleveland Cavaliers is what is rumored now. Is it just a rumor, you think? Well, I know the Lakers are struggling, but uh, and the Cleveland Cavaliers, are, the Cavs are playing pretty well. Will, will he go home and, and finish his career there? I doubt it. I think, I don't uh, think so. Nah, it's, I, it's good chat, but... Yeah, I think it's great chatter, and uh, I think that the Lakers will look very different soon. Like, when it gets close to the trade deadline, I reckon that side is going to look different, but LeBron will st- still be the centrepiece yeah, to that team. Live in LA or live in Cleveland, like, where would you want to be? Yeah, and you I know, know where what, I'd be. I, I can't see LeBron getting traded until his son declares for the NBA draft. Yeah, okay. Then then I can see him getting traded somewhere purely because he's made it very clear that he wants to play NBA with his son. Be awesome, wouldn't it? Yeah, so I think he's going to be in a Lakers jersey until that time comes because the Lakers have given away just about every draft pick that they have to, to build the team they've got now that yeah. he's going to have to go to another team if he wants to play with a young Bronny. So I would put that in there the never-going-to-happen pile. I agree, I agree. Moment. Um, let's go into golf now. Australian golf star Cam Smith. Golf star, not the man uh, who is an origin great that caused you guys so much heartache. <laughs> uh, <laughs> mate, this, is, this guy's probably got the largest bank account for a man with a mullet on the planet. He reminds me of warning a lot, this guy, just just to look and to feel. Like, he's just a good old-fashioned Aussie bloke, isn't he? Like you said, he loves his cars, he loves his beers, he loves his fishing, he's got a mullet. And he said, his coach said, the only difference is now he's got a few more toys because he's made $23 million already in prize money and his chance of winning an Open, I think, uh, at some stage. He's got a good good golf game and a good sort of sound head on his shoulders too, I think. He's had a couple of good runs. I feel like golf's always full of these characters, though, that yeah. are like, love yep. a beer, love to get on it, like, because it, let's be real, that's pretty much training. <laughs> well, remember, remember big long, long John Daly. He's, yes. He earned $52 million. The only problem is he spent $75 million yeah. <laughs> on the punt. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And racing tycoon Sheikh Mohammed, jeez, uh, he's been ordered to pay just over $1 billion in a recent divorce settlement, Shano. Look, um, he's been ordered to pay $1 billion in the settlement, which is one of the largest uh, in history. But on top of that, well, I love this, what she's put in, because he owns his own, um, the Godolphin Stud, a lot of horses, she's got an extra $9 million on top of the $1 billion just to buy a few horses herself to compete against him. It's, a, it's like the last little little knife in the ribs. But, uh, yeah, it's a lot of money for, uh, for not many years' work, actually. Anyway, good, good on her. I mean, that's not a bad little gig, is it? I mean, I wouldn't mind getting in on that. Mate, I almost married myself for that. <laughs> Would not mind it at all. Uh, Shane, you've, uh, you've done a few like TV appearances and stuff, obviously, through mm-hmm. your time with cricket. Do you ever get caught out wearing something outrageous or completely stupid? on the telly and you look back now and you're like, oh my God, what was I wearing? Mate, I know what you're alluding to here. This is Kurt Warner, the former <laughs> NFL star. He's worn his jacket and he's blown up Twitter. Um, it's like a silver puffer jacket and they're sort of saying, is this guy from Zoolander? Is he one, yeah. of, the, is he one of the Spice Girls? He looks like an astronaut or a burrito at the same time. <laughs> it's, <laughs> a, it's hilarious. I reckon the fact that he's got a movie coming out about himself, he's getting a little bit too Hollywood now. That's what's happening. 
He's yeah, getting a bit too Hollywood. He's wearing this real flash. You cannot dress like an, <laughs> an idiot anymore. It is meme culture now. You dress like a dum-dum. You are going to be out there forever. I'm sure it was different back in the day, but oh, my God. It does. It looks like a, it looks like a walking tent. Like the <laughs> looks like the bike's going camping. Anyway, yeah, mate, he's probably paid a fortune for that jacket as well. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, but anyway, oh, good on, good on him. Unless he stood out, but it was, uh, yeah, it was very, very um, striking on the eyes. Let's just say that much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, look, before we wrap up for today, uh, Shano, mate, post cricket, you decided hmm. to uh, put down the bat and pick up the racket. How did that go? Well, it's good. I played a bit of tennis as a kid, but nothing, uh, no competition. And I just thought I'd just do it for a bit of fitness. And I didn't think I was that competitive. Well, I proved myself wrong on one afternoon. One of my good mates, Craig Hughes, came down to watch me play. Uh, I think we were playing against Sydney University in Manly. Um, and I was at the net, and this guy hit the ball, a real sort of ball that he could have hit anywhere. He smashed it and hit me right in the neck. Ooh. And I thought he said to me, cop that, you prick. So I spent the whole <laughs> rest of the game trying to get this guy back and smashed him. And then I'm blowing up, carrying like a pork chop. And then I went in to change into the, the bar afterwards and they didn't come in. And my good mate Hughes, he said, what, what's, what got into you? I said, well, that guy had a chance at the net. He could have hit that ball anywhere. And he smashed it in my neck and said, cop that, you prick. He said, no, he didn't. He said, sorry, mate, I didn't mean to hit you. <laughs> Fruitcake. Fruitcakes. Anyway, so I ended up getting the guy's number and apologising. But, uh, yeah, I didn't think I was that competitive. Man, Au contraire. How the hell did you mix up those two sentences? There is no way. I sometimes reckon... you, yeah, sometimes you hear just what you want to hear. I think. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. That's a real Jordan type of moment, yep. and uh, there I was offended. <laughs> Well, that's it for Afternoon Sport today, so make sure you hit follow and subscribe wherever you listen. And, of course, as always, a big thank you to our sponsor. Yeah, wonderful sponsors in Maine Hair Care. That's M-A-N-E, mainehaircare.com. And, of course, a big thank you to our producer, the most handsome man. And hang on, that's that's just written there. No, no. Uh, Dan McHugh, everybody. Give it up for Dan. (laughs) (laughs) And Shane and I will be back uh, tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care.